I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Help Desk for Friday, the 12th of March. My name is Tess Bennett. And I'm Peter Wells. And our first story, I'm handing it straight over to you, Peter, because it's about games. Okay then. Uh, Yeah, I don't know a lot about this, but Roblox is a company that debuted on the stock exchange yesterday and had a fantastic day. So the games industry has had a bumpy year last year with the launch of two brand new consoles and people locked indoors for a good chunk of the year around the world. According to the New York Times, the games industry made a record $56.9 billion last year, up 27% from 2019. Uh, And that all set the stage for Roblox's first day of trading, which is, have you ever heard of the company before? Um, Yes, because I have nieces and nephews in that age bracket. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I've I've only been hearing about it uh, recently, but because I have kids in that age bracket, and Roblox is a really fascinating story. It started 16 years ago, which is funny because a lot of the reporting today was like overnight sensation Roblox. But yeah, it started 16 years ago, launched 14 years ago, but it's still niche enough because it's targeting kids that many people might not have heard about it. So the game is kind of like an online version of Minecraft, whereas while Minecraft can be online, uh, you do need to set up your own server, which is, you know, a pretty hard thing for most people to do. Roblox instead is designed to be multiplayer uh, from the get-go, and that allows users to create their own mini games, and then other people can actually go off and play those games as well, or you can just go visit people in the the Roblox city. Uh, It's kind of cool. And one developer interviewed in this New York Times piece, Anna Shoemaker, who's 21, said she earned more than half a million dollars from the platform last year and has had to hire two employees and a dozen contractors to continue building games uh, within the game. The nice thing about Roblox is they share 50-50 with any of any, anyone who creates uh, a little game within the game. So you can actually make decent money off it. Yeah, it's such an interesting, um, interesting model that they've got going on. Can you explain what a metaverse is? Uh, I guess it's, <laughs> no, it's a... I can't. Yeah. Okay. From what I think it's basically just creating avatars of yourself in a virtual world, I think. Mm. Um, but... Yeah. I mean, you can build your own houses, you can buy clothes, you can buy hats like we mentioned yesterday. And also the Roblox in employees actually had their own avatars gather inside a digital version of the New York Stock Exchange to celebrate the listing, which is both... Um... So cute. Cute and, you know, weird, but... <laughs> <laughs> and sticking with games, though, you, you decided to write about games. Yeah, so just, uh, I guess, an update really on Epic Games and its worldwide fight against Google and Apple's app stores. So the gaming company has started legal proceedings in Australia against Google this week, and they are alleging that Google is breaching Australia's competition law by abusing its control over the Android operating system. The legal claim follows similar a similar action that they took against Apple in Australia last November, and Epic's 
legal fight against these app stores actually spans across the European Union, the UK and the US. And basically at the heart of the matter, Epic says it's unfair that Google and Apple take 30% cut of the app revenue and they want app makers uh, to have either alternative app stores or alternative in-app payment systems. Uh, Yeah, it was really interesting once uh, Epic decided to go against Google as well because, you know, they were able to, for the first couple of days against Apple, um, they they were able to say that, you know, Apple is the big bad guy who locks down their store so much and then Google did the same thing. So suddenly they had to fight both tech giants and and I kind of think that they're going to win in the end. Maybe not here, maybe not in Australia, but there there was talk that Amy Klobuchar is, is looking at breaking up the app store in the US as well. That was uh, one of the stories that we didn't get get to put in the show notes today because it was a big day. And uh, speaking of antitrust, Facebook also wants their antitrust cases that have been filed against them to be dismissed. So Facebook filed two motions this week asking courts to dismiss the lawsuits filed by the FTC and a coalition of U.S. states' attorneys general last year. And that's basically another update. It's basically the first move from Facebook's lawyers in what will be a very long legal back and forth. And sticking with U.S. lawmakers, uh, Bloomberg reports that the battle between news publishers and Alphabet's Google and Facebook that flared up in Australia recently is coming to the U.S. And that's just one of like 20 times that they mention Australia in this article about U.S. politics, because it is all about uh, the media organisations trying to band together to force Facebook and Google uh, to pay them for news. The interesting thing here is they're not going to be doing the same thing we did in Australia where you could be forced to negotiate. They're they're not trying to do that. What they're saying is that media organisations should be able to collectively negotiate with the two tech giants, which is something that is not allowed under antitrust law in America. You know, if you're a bunch of newspapers, you can't get together and, and collude to make sure that you all sell ad space at the same price. Amy Klobuchar, again, was saying that she wants the media organisations to be able to kind of gang up together and take on Google and Facebook because she says, the reason we brought to this moment is that we have an unfettered monopoly. Google and Facebook thought they had so much power that they could literally exit a major country. So that's nice. We're, we're a major country. <laughs> that's really sweet. Yeah, like lots of people are pointing at what's happened in Australia as an example or, you know, pouring some fuel on the fire for whatever they want to accomplish. But to the US media companies, you know, good luck with your cartels. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and our last story today, also an international one. Millions of European websites were taken down after a fire destroyed parts of a major data centre. The data centre was located in Strasbourg, eastern France, and is operated by OVH Cloud, which is a French alternative to AWS and Microsoft Azure. Peter, give us an IT lesson. Why is a fire in your data centre a bad thing? Uh, look, data centers can close down when they get a bit too warm, regardless of fire. Fires are a pretty bad uh, situation, I, I would say. Yeah, like if you've ever been into a giant data center, they're so cold and you generally have to like put on giant bunny suits and stuff as well um, if it's really important uh, data in there. But yes, this would not be ideal. Uh, if you're a, if you're a host, I would imagine, uh, and something that a lot of people had a really bad night over. But it, it, they haven't really explained what happened here. Like, I assume half of the data center is now destroyed from the fire. 
um, and maybe the other half is destroyed from water damage. Uh, but yeah, what a what a bad day. Yeah. Pour one out for the uh, IT security team there. And that's all we have time for today and for this week. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Tess. Um, oh. Please like and subscribe, which Apple have just oh, changed actually, it no. to follow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, they've changed it to follow now. So if you were scared that hitting subscribe, I'm sure no one who listens to this thinks this, but if you were scared of hitting subscribe because that would charge you money, now you can just follow us on Apple Podcasts, just like Spotify. See ya. Have a good weekend. Bye.